welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is going on, guys? My name is Hussein, and I thought I was going to make a, a light video today and do some Q&A. So I asked the questions, like, guys, what kind of questions do you would like me to answer on Twitter and the YouTube community and compile the around 10 quick questions. And let's go through them and just like have fun. How about we do that? So the first question is, what topics, concepts would you recommend learning to a buddy backend developer? So, um, I, I talked about that many times. Essentially, there are a lot, many fundamentals, but if I get a pick one or two, I would say the OSI model is the most important one for a backend engineer to understand because it 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 comes up in every piece of the stack on the backend, right? OSI model and networking stack definitely it just comes up everywhere. Layer seven, understand where your application is, understand where the kernel is, understand where layer three is, layer four, where your code can sit and how can you push your code down sometimes to gain more performance. And, and just understanding that is very, very critical, I think. Do you still study data structure and algorithms? Absolutely, yes. I only study them, I'll say pick them up when I need them. And I'm just now i'm 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 learning more about bloom filters and b trees i'm just diving deep into these two data structures b plus trees to be specific so that i can articulate how the database and indexes actually work and oh anything guys data structures algorithm all these stuff you pick them up when you actually need them understanding why you're doing anything or why you're learning anything is the key here and when i explained bloom further in one of my video i actually show you examples of where it is used in cassandra where is it used in lsm trees data structure and algorithms are, are definitely important but you don't just memorize them for the sake of memorizing them that's just pointless to me right just know they exist learn about them is just education at the end of the day and then sometimes you just will light up and say okay what are the use cases where these are used and essentially apply them that's that's my take on this what to do when you have way more experienced colleagues in your team and you feel like the underdog do you think existing in such team is a good way to evolve as an engineer absolutely i think i would argue that this is the only and the best way to evolve i surround myself with people way smarter than me at work and then the reason is 
you will look up to them and you will learn something new from them every day. Otherwise, if you are the smartest person in a room, you, you are just in a wrong room. You shouldn't be in that room. You should always surround yourself with smart people, smarter than you, learn from them and, and take it as an opportunity. So yeah, I think I definitely, I would always surround myself with people who are smart even in this youtube channel i'm learning so much from you guys like a lot of people in the comment section uh kind of supply my knowledge and, and uh, correct things that are sometimes anecdote or sometimes things that i say wrong or some edge cases that i missed right and well so i appreciate that a lot thank you the threat of excesses attacks our uh, cross-site scripting attacks has been on a gradual decline over the past several years why do you think that is uh the way i look at cross-site scripting attacks is essentially two folds right there is the front-end piece and there is a back-end piece to perform a successful cross-site scripting the fir first piece is the front-end piece which is as an attacker, I need to bypass the front-end checks to be able to inject a script into the page. So that's the first thing, right? And you can prevent that with good frameworks, with good programming, hygiene, and techniques, right? Uh, frameworks, uh, recent frameworks all do this out of the box for you, which I can argue is, is kind of a bad thing because most, most developers use these black boxes and they don't know what they do and as a result you take them for granted and when you move out to something else or another framework where that framework doesn't do that piece you get screwed right that's why i always say hey you can use any tool any framework you use as long as you know absolutely what it does right this way you even appreciate what react does and and what django does and what other frameworks does that's, that's so that's the first piece just preventing uh, essentially sanitizing the, the the input so that it doesn't have a script so it doesn't allow it to go in the back end piece is once that code is in it about to execute how to prevent that to be executed at all costs and there is the, the this piece is being prevented by this thing that's called content security policy or csp right where the server says hey by the way you as a page you are not allowed to have inline code you cannot just have dash script close that and then have random script laying around on the page naked like that no you cannot do that or uh, all the scripts that you're supposed to get executed must be in this domain for example right so if someone did inject some script so they bypass the front end uh, security and 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 the sanitization step and they have a script they won't be able to execute because the content security post said hey no online script and even if they didn't put an online script they put they injected a script to a path to execute on attacker.js on attacker.com sorry they won't be able to execute because the browser say hey content security policy doesn't allow you to do that right so i talked about the xss view and learn more about that essentially yeah so i think yeah definitely the browser standards the back end and and the ba back end piece here is is way became very good because most developers just uh, spin up their pages and and their apps on cloud applications like netlify or cloudflare which these cdns already uh, practices 
good security backend policies like they have good uh, content security policies and stuff like that so we're essentially proxies that's why i think awasp uh, which is the foundation for this security uh, essentially to, uh, downgraded xss because now we don't have as many because we're in the cloud on the back end we're good on the front end we're we're also good and we have essentially good stuff all over all over the place so yeah how do you keep motivating yourself while lead code grind and handling personal and professional life in a balanced way? So yeah, regarding this question, um, let's be honest, guys, right? We're human beings, so we're not always rah-rah and motivated 100%, right? No. So I, I go through cases where hey, I don't feel like coding today. Hey, I'm, I don't feel like... Uh, uh, doing this task today uh, so yeah i definitely go through these kind of things and so in that situation i take a break and i do things that i love and then uh, within reason of you of course because you have to have discipline at the end of the day but i give myself some break i do things that i like and then go back when i'm when my mind is fresher or my my mind is more relaxed and then go back to the problem to the code to the design to the doc i need to write and then do it this way uh, do you like making videos and why oh well i love making videos i feel that making videos is a way to show that I just learned something. I only make videos because I just learned new something and I get really excited and I want to uh, simplify this new thing that I learned and I teach it my way. Uh, Brad Traversy from Brad Traversy uh, channel says it very, very elegantly right so like the only the better the best way to learn something is actually to teach it and uh, i can't agree more with them so as for me making videos is just uh, became uh, improved my english language i know it's not that great but it, it did improve from 2014 from my first video ever until today to 2021 i did get better my english did get better and just that by practicing practicing and then at the same times i became more confident speaking small comment on how the family is and how i assume it's a wonderful distraction but it takes a lot of energy definitely the so uh, the question is referring to essentially the the newborn that i just had around a month ago so it's a new change but uh, i think we're we're coping it's a, a beautiful addition to the to the family i think i have a feeling that now my family is like complete now i don't know with my with my son my wife and my dog i have like I feel like I have a complete family here in the U.S. It just feels really good. Obviously, it's 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 uh, sleepless nights, but uh, it's uh, feels really good. <laughs> worth it, definitely worth it. Which career would you choose if you were not a developer? So if I if I don't have anything to do with software engineering or anything like that, uh, I would definitely own a coffee shop up in Big Bear and do everything. L do everything about coffee because i'm obsessed about coffee different coffee beans where they come from the different notes i'm not that great at it but if you go to my instagram page it's all filled with coffee that's my side hobby so what i'm gonna do is take my side hobby which i do this as a hobby the software engineering things i do it as a hobby right and and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pick my second hobby which is coffee i just love coffee so i'm gonna be probably have a coffee shop 
uh, chill there in Big Bear because it's like the quiet area there and um, uh, just just uh, own my own small coffee shop or make that as a career i guess because i i think I, I have so many ideas like and maybe it's this is gonna happen i think eventually i'm gonna have my own coffee shop and then I, i'll i'll introduce programming into it somehow all right guys uh that's it for me today uh hope you enjoyed this video i'm gonna see you in the next one make sure to subscribe and like and share this video i'm gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome goodbye